all was quiet. Suddenly a flock of parrots exploded from the trees, shrieking and squawking, and three men burst out of the rainforest. One of them pushed a hostage, a young girl in front of him. The other two shot at anything and everything as they ran across the clearing toward the steps of the pyramid. The noise was terrifying. Guns shooting, men shouting, birds screeching. But Max tried to stay calm, waiting for the right moment. He knew he would only get one chance. And armed with only a blowgun, he also knew the odds were against him. In the end, it happened so quickly that he hardly had time to think. Just as the men reached the bottom step, something caught their attention high above Max's head, and they stopped to blitz the treetops with bullets. He crouched behind a log, not daring to breathe, as leaves and twigs exploded and rained down onto the forest floor. An animal shrieked and fell through the branches, landing with a thud somewhere behind him. It was now or never. Adrenaline pumped through his veins as he fired his three darts in quick succession. Yes, yes, no! He'd hit the hostage. Again. Game over. Max threw down the controller in disgust. What was he doing wrong? He jumped over the massive tree roots, sidestepped the boa constrictor sleeping in the leaf pile, bypassed the battalion of army ants, and outswum the hungry crocodiles that lurked under the surface of the river. He'd got everything right, but he still couldn't get past this level. And what was that cross-eyed monkey trying to tell him? He grabbed the case and scrutinized the small print. Nope. Definitely nothing about cross-eyed monkeys. In fact, no rules at all. Stupid game. Where had it come from, anyway? It was just lying on his bed when he came home. The case looked new, but it smelled musty, like the gym lockers at school. As Max's hand reached for the controller again, a vacuum cleaner roared into life outside his door. No one could shoot a blowgun with that racket going on. He decided to go downstairs for a snack. On the landing, he stepped around Zia, the housekeeper and wielder of the vacuum. As usual, she didn't look at him. Or maybe she did. It was hard to tell. Max had never seen her eyes because she wore heavy black sunglasses, even on the grayest of days. In her fist, she carried a crumpled handkerchief to wipe away the tears that often rolled down her cheeks. Max's mother said it was dust allergies, and not to mention it. A housekeeper with dust allergies. Just what you need, thought Max. Sia had lived with Max's family for as long as he could remember. She rarely spoke, except to discuss household matters with his mother or to whisper in some strange language on the phone. She was just someone who cooked and cleaned and slept in the room over the garage. She never sat with the family or ate with them, and Max was so used to her snuffling around the house that he hardly registered her existence. At the bottom of the stairs he paused by the hallway mirror to check out his hair. He was trying to grow it, and he'd got into the habit of reviewing its progress in every reflective surface he passed. He combed his bangs with his fingers and struck a moody pose. His hair was over his ears now, he noted with satisfaction, straight and shiny, the color of roasted chestnuts. Max called it brown. The kids at school called it red.
It came from his father and all the Irish Murphys before him, with their pale blue eyes and invisible eyelashes. Max had inherited his Italian mother's dark eyes, and one of these days he intended to dye his hair black and disown the Irish gene altogether. He slunk into the kitchen and opened the fridge in search of food. Nothing. Just a huge dish of Zia's homemade tamales, and he'd rather starve than eat one of them. He'd tried one once, just once, and the memory still made him feel nauseous. They'd looked so tempting, wrapped in their corn husks and tied up with twine like a row of little surprise presents. Yeah, the worst surprise of your life, thought Max. He'd sunk his teeth into the greasy dough, and the sticky filling had expanded in his mouth like insulation foam. He'd only just reached the sink in time. The worst thing was that Zia had witnessed the whole thing. Come to think of it, that was possibly why she didn't speak to him. Max's mother said he was a picky eater, but she was from Venice, Italy, where the local specialty was boiled tripe. Tripe! The stomach lining of a cow! Why would anyone eat tripe in the country that invented pizza?'